And I would invite you to take out your Bibles, opening to the Old Testament book of Joshua, chapter 24. For the past several weeks, we've been looking at the songs of Christmas, the songs of Advent, Mary's song, Zechariah's song, the, uh, the song of the angels, and uh, as we've celebrated the birth of Christ. And uh, Joshua 24 will be a, a great text for us this morning to look at as we close out a new year. We come to this text, and, and contextually, Joshua's dying. Uh, this is the end of the road for him, and he's kind of giving this last charge to Israel. Uh, they've been brought into the promised land by the fulfillment of all God's promises. Uh, it's been a long wait. It's been a long, long wait for them. All those years of waiting in the wilderness, well, now they've come to a conclusion, and God has given them the promised land. And here, right before his death, Joshua's giving kind of a, a short review of their history the history of Israel, of the the kindnesses of God, of the mercies of God, of the faithfulness of God. And then he gives them a closing word of counsel uh, regarding going forward, living with this kind of God in their new land. So it's kind of a review and a word of counsel. And we're going to read verses 1 through 28 together this morning. Joshua chapter 24, beginning in verse 1. Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and summoned the elders, the heads, the judges, and the officers of Israel. And they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Long ago your fathers lived beyond the Euphrates, Terah the father of Abraham and of Nahor, and they served other gods. And then I took your father Abraham from beyond the river, and led them through all the land of Canaan, and made his offspring many. I gave him Isaac, and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. And I gave Esau the hill country of Seir to possess. But Jacob and his children went down to Egypt. And then I sent Moses and Aaron, and I plagued Egypt with what I did in the midst of it. And afterward I brought you out. Then I brought your fathers out of Egypt. And you came to the sea, and the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. And when they cried to the Lord, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians and made the sea come upon them and cover them. And your eyes saw what I did in Egypt. And you lived in the wilderness a long time. And then I brought you to the land of the Amorites who lived on the other side of the Jordan. They fought with you, and I gave them into your hand. And you took possession of their land, and I destroyed them before you. Then Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose and fought against Israel. And he sent and invited Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you. But I would not listen to Balaam. Indeed, he blessed you. So I delivered you out of his hand. And you went over the Jordan and came to Jericho, and the leaders of Jericho fought against you. And also the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And I gave them into your hand. And I sent the hornet before you, which drove them out before you, the two kings of the Amorites. It was not by your sword or by your bow. I gave you a land on which you had not labored, and cities that you had not built. And now you dwell in them. You eat the fruit of vineyards and olive orchards that you did not plant. Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river 
and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers served in the regions beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And then the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For it is the Lord our God who brought us and our fathers up from the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went, and among all the peoples through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites who lived in the land. Therefore we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. But, Joshua said to the people, you're not able to serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do harm and consume you after having done you good. And the people said to Joshua, no, but we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said to the people, you are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord to serve him. And they said, we are witnesses. And he said, then put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline your heart to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, the Lord our God, we will serve and his voice we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and put in place statutes and rules for them at Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God. And he took a large stone and set it up there under the terebinth that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness against us, for it has heard all the words of the Lord that he spoke to us. Therefore, it shall be a witness against you, lest you deal falsely with your God. So Joshua sent the people away, every man to his inheritance. Well, there's certainly a lot in that text to stir our hearts to, to, to the Lord. And what a tale it is that's told here. A tale in such a sport sto- uh, short space, approximately, you know, verses 1 through 13 is where the, the tale is told. But a tale that spans generations, centuries. And notice a couple of things about the tale that is told. First of all, all the activity is on the Lord's side. I tried in my reading to emphasize the pronoun, thus says the Lord, I did this, I did this, I did that. Over and over, the Lord did this, the Lord did this. Over the span of hundreds of years, God says through Joshua, I took, I brought, I fought, I gave. And along those same lines, also notice this about the tale the complete lack of accusation in the tale. If we were to go back and look at, say, the book of Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, we would enter into countless ways that Israel disobeyed God, countless ways that they failed the Lord. But in this tale, there's no mention of those. There's no mention of it at all, only that I, the Lord your God, by grace, by mercy, I have redeemed you. I have brought you out of slavery. I have protected you. I have given you all that you now possess. And I think it's appropriate to ask the question this morning, here on the the last Sunday of a a whole calendar year, what is our tale? 
What, what tale could be told of your rescue, Christian? Well, it all starts in the same place, in eternity past. It would have to start there in the eternal mind of our triune God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then our tale, it continues into time, into the creation of all things. It continues into what we just read. Your tale is intertwined with this passage. This is part of our rescue. And not just here up until the death of Joshua, but continuing on throughout the Old Testament. All of the prophets, all of the priests, all of the kings, all of the religious ceremonies, all of the rituals, all of the worship services, all of the sacrifices, every one of those are part of our story. They're leading to the new covenant, the promise of one who will come and do for us what, just like Israel in the wilderness, they couldn't do for themselves. They failed over and over. All that the Lord has said we will do, and yet they couldn't do. The same is true for us. And then in the New Testament, in the fullness of time, the prophet, the priest, the king comes in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he becomes your champion through his life, through his suffering. And then the tale of God's redemption continues on after his resurrection, after his ascension to the right hand of the Father. The tale of God's redemption of you spreads to the Gentiles, to the pagan nations. And for 2,000 years, that tale continued to grow and expand generation to generation until it landed upon you and upon me. And we can look back now upon a whole entire calendar year, 2018, which continues to be part of our story of redemption. And we can look back, and, and we may want to look back on all that I've done, all that I've accomplished, or all of my failures, all that I didn't accomplish. But Joshua's encouraging us, no, 2018 is the work of God. God is saying to us, in 2018, I gave, I took, I fought. I brought, I've provided. And the truth is, as we turn the page into a new year, the tale continues to be written. And here's the wonderful thing for the Christian, the best is still to come. Of all the wonderful things, and all the way back to eternity past, we could say about what God has done for a soul. The best is still to come. So, here on this last Sunday of the new year, yes, we look back upon God's grace. But we also look forward to the dawn that's breaking. And we consider not just 2019, 2020, but the millennia. The millennia where we will stand face to face in the beauty, the majesty of the Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore, because of the tale of God's mighty works, just like Paul in the book of Romans provides an argument, therefore I beseech you, brethren, to live your life as a living sacrifice. Joshua kind of does the same thing here. In light of the great tale, he three basic responses. In light of this, now therefore, one, put away the false gods that are still in your midst. Did you catch the amazing thing in this passage? It's convicting. Put away all the false gods in your midst. Choose this day whom you will serve and how quick they are to respond. Oh, in this new, new time frame we're ahead. Oh, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. And how does Joshua respond? Are you serious? You're confessing you're going to serve the Lord 
in my departure, ongoing with this Lord in this land, while you still got the same false gods in your luggage, in your hearts? You can't profess in the coming epoch of time, I'm going to choose to love the Lord more if you're bringing the same false idols with you. You, you, have to, you have to repent of those idols. And I can't help but see myself in this. And maybe you see yourself as well. 2019, for many of us, we look and we think, oh, I'm just ready for a fresh start. Great opportunities, new opportunities. I'm going to learn from the mistakes of the past. All right and true. Whom will you serve in 2019? Well, I'm here at church on, on the last Sunday of the year. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm getting started. Well, then make sure you're not bringing false idols into the year with you. Choose today. Whom will you serve in the new year? Will it be Christ or another? Secondly, he says, incline your heart to the Lord. Renew your love for him. That's what we're focusing on this morning in the songs that we're singing in our time of prayer. And the message this morning, a unique message we bring to you, uh, something we've done over the past two out of the last four years anyway, on the last Sunday of the year, I bring a historic message from the past, using that to recalibrate our hearts, to incline our hearts to Christ again. And then thirdly, he says, obey his voice. Why? Because our God is a jealous God. He's a jealous God. So, while we have an audience with the king this morning to, to pray, to seek him, let's make sure we're doing these very things, repenting of our false idols, inclining our hearts to the kings, devoting, praying for grace to obey him more and more as we head into this new year together.